Hello and welcome to The Business Extra. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, the National's Assistant Editor-in-Chief. In a moment, we're going to be talking about the future of telecommunications, in particular what 5G means, and that'll be with Manish Vyas from Tech Mahindra. Before we talk to him, if you like this show, please do subscribe. If you're on YouTube, ring that bell. Well, as I mentioned, I'm very happy to say that joining us um, down the line is Manish Vyas from Tech Mahindra. He's the president of communications, media, and entertainment and CEO of the network services there. Um, Manish, how are you? I am doing extremely well, Mustafa. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. You you speak very eloquently about the subject of tele- telecommunications, in particular the future of, of telecoms and mobile. And uh, Tech Mahindra is one of the world's leading uh, IT services companies. But in particular, you're kind of at the nexus of how content and telecoms and sustainability and everything is kind of coming together as consumers begin to um, cement how they use their devices, how they explore and consume content as well. Um, and I want to get into kind of the, the the crutch of our subject, the crux of our subject, which is kind of the future of 5G and how that can be sustainable. But before that, maybe you can kind of set the scene on how um, telcos, mobile telecoms, IT is staying relevant given the, the sort of fast-moving uh, tech landscape at the moment? Oh, fantastic. Look, you say relevant. I say extremely relevant. Uh, and if you need any proof of what the telecom industry has done for the communities, for the industries, for consumers at large, for enterprises, I think we don't need to go too far back in the past. Uh, and before we take a potential peek into the future, I think it's important to understand that over the last two and a half, three very difficult, troubled years, uh, where everything changed about how we operate, how we live, how we work, how we play, if not for the telecom industry, I cannot even fathom to imagine uh, how we would have continued to operate in a new normal world. The traffic patterns changed dramatically and rather overnight. It cannot be magic. It cannot be miracle. It was sheer brilliance of the telecom industry's robustness, resoluteness, their engineering prowess, that they were able to shift the traffic from central business districts into people's homes uh, and uh, was able to handle data of very different nature and different size, very explosive uh, growth in the data consumption that we have seen, more video, more live, than just voice communication and of course more streaming. Now that to me is the founding, uh, the foundational stone of why I am truly excited and why as a company, we have been truly excited for the last 32 years ever since we got created uh, as a company to, that is dedicated to the telecom industry uh, and not just IT, I must say, across the full spectrum of the telco services. I think we have had a great ringside view uh, we believe that the, uh, the the focus that the telcos have now across the world uh, and definitely in the Middle East and definitely in UAE is spot on. They want to try and simplify their customer experience. They want to simplify their network architecture. They want to modernize uh, their system landscape so that they could do more and more, as you said, in converging. Uh, the experience with the network uh, capability. So, so I guess 
these and many, many other reasons, Mustafa, why I am truly excited about the telecom industry's prospects. So you didn't want to go too back too far in time, but you, you've seen you've seen how the tech has developed and and how people's habits have changed. And uh, we've been promised uh, for several years that the next iteration of mobile um, communications, the technology around five G, would cater to a lot of those trends. So it it seems as if on the one hand people are saying when five G comes and with a lack of latency and it'll be very fast and everyone will have access to it, that it will enhance the way we consume content right now online. But at the same time, the way we've been changing our habits has kind of meant that we need 5G as well. And so it's kind of difficult to work out, is it, you know, what's leading this? Is it the tech or is it the consumer? I think both and many, many more other factors, right? It is the, it is the two-year-olds uh, that are getting the, uh, you know, the devices in their hands very early on, their ability to, uh, to impact the way uh, services will have to be built going forward. Uh, the inherent intelligence that is getting built, uh, whether you call it AI or machine learning, or for that matter, um, the cognitive abilities of, uh, of things that are connected across uh, you know, different spectrums, I think is, is, is changing. What is also enabling that, you know, and, and, and you're right, it is a chicken and egg, and I don't want to put my finger on what comes first, because if not for 4G, we may not have seen the explosive growth of the app economy in the last decade or so. If not for 4G and, and very powerful uh, access technologies, we may not have seen the growth and explosive growth of the streaming and the gaming industry. And who knows, if not for 5G, we may not be able to see true blue interactive uh, next-gen content consumption uh, or next-gen enterprise applications to try and solve productivity in the industry 4.0 sector. Uh, 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 you know, I think it's something that we will have to wait and watch. But one thing is for, uh, for sure, every evolutionary change in the compute and on the network side has only resulted in more innovation in the uh, in the consumer and the enterprise uh, uh, you know scenarios, and I am not going to be surprised if as five G becomes more and more all pervasive and all pieces are connected, I think it's going to try and dramatically change more innovation uh, in a more hyper connected, hyper personalized, and clearly a very um, from Internet of People to an Internet of Thing kind of a world that we have been promising to see at some point. Yeah, and, and I think when people think of faster internet, maybe maybe many people will think as they watch and listen to our conversation that means oh my browser will move faster or I'll I'll you know my app will move a bit quicker, but actually what 5G kind of heralds is a, is is linked to some of the other developments that we've been discussing such as web3, metaverse, um you know use of crypto and the idea being that with with very very fast internet speeds we can actually do things collectively no matter where we are geographically i mean is that is that the vision that we should be expecting i i think you're bang on i think you're spot on on that one it's not about just the speed of what you do today it is about the type of things one can do tomorrow metaverse is a great example 
uh, and metaverse, imagine metaverse in the enterprise world, not metaverse in the, just in the consumer mixed reality world, which is probably the more optical view, the uh, you know, uh, optic view of metaverse, but the real prowess of, uh, of the web three and metaverse could potentially be the next phase of customer engagement, supply chain engagement, um, troubleshooting, in the industrial and the enterprise segment. So, so as an example, I, I think you're you're absolutely correct. It's not about how fast can you drive a car. It is also about what type of other vehicles can you drive on this highway. That will dramatically change. So, if I bring in the the topic of of sustainability, which you know is uppermost in most companies, business decision makers, people's minds at the moment. Um, 5G seems to occupy a kind of dual dual space. On the one hand, um, greater efficiency and improvement of, of of mobile communications and tech means that we can have better technology that can help us to be more efficient and sustainable. But on the other, there's the the idea that means more power is required to power all of this stuff. And there's been billions spent on the 5G networks by by mobile operators, um, and that has also required an uptick in in electricity use, uh, and also um, you know the the kind of re- resources required to build that. So you know what's the role of 5G at the moment in terms of the sustainability discussion? Yeah, I think you're you're you know if you really address sustainability in a more holistic fashion. Uh, I think 5G has a role to play, and the and and the network designers uh, and the software engineers who work around the 5G also have a role to play in what they need to do with 5G. And let me expand expand that a bit. First of all, it's you know all kinds of reports that you read and all kinds of research that has happened in this space clearly tells you that 5G technology inherently is going to be uh, relatively clean, right? So that the world becomes a more equal world, more cleaner world. Uh, You know, uh, one data point that I read some time back was that 5G connectivity could save almost up to 250 million tons in CO2 emission by, you know, uh, in the next five to seven years. Um, And there are plenty of, of data sets there. Right. Uh, so, given the, the the inherent ability and the propensity of five G to be a lot more cleaner as an architecture, uh, it could be potentially the lighthouse that will guide us in navigating these uh, you know uncharted territories of Industry 4.0 because there are too many variables out there, Mustafa. The other aspect which you talk about power consumption. Uh, look, I think the the good news is that most of the new 5G technology that is built right from radios and access technology uh, all the way into the compute, given that it is going to be cloud native uh, or can be cloud native, I'm not necessarily saying everybody has adopted that architecture yet, I think will will mean that we will be able to have a more smarter, uh, more dynamically managed power consumption patterns. For example, uh, you know, one the, the the because it's going to be a software enabled uh, and a very uh, self programmable network in, in in when it when it realizes the full potential, it will hence be cognitive in the sense it will be uh, smart enough, artificially intelligent enough to be able to turn let's say the base stations off 
so that it could con- you know conserve the power capacity or for that matter it can allocate network resources only when it is required by a certain application right because slicing is is also an important element that the mnos the mobile network operators will clearly be using and it is something that uh, i know f- uh, for a certainty that as part of the un sustainability development goals uh, it's it's clearly as part of the 2050 net zero emission goal for you know by un so i think there is lot more that can be done and 5g i think is good for the world in many ways but it's not that it is switch off the button and automatically you 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 consume less power uh, or no I, i think you'll have to make serious concerted efforts at an engineering at an operational level to make it happen i'll touch upon something you mentioned uh, right when we started which was the kind of uh, amazing work that that was done during the pandemic when there was a huge you know dynamic change almost overnight in in the behavior in terms of data and traffic patterns and how the industry was able to 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 kind of pivot to that will 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 having 5g and everything we've just discussed relate to it make it a little bit easier to handle such crises in the future whatever they might be climate related health uh, geopolitical otherwise i i think so because uh what is going to change with 5g and beyond you know as we keep moving forward is uh is getting less and less monolithic more uh, uh software based which means the ability to manage it uh from multiple places with relative ease as against always getting a truck roll uh i think is something that will help um, in in handling uh potentially any kind of sudden surprises that will happen of any type whether it is um, you know uh, induced by nature or man made man created uh, or for that matter any other uh, you know impending challenge that the that the economy or the industry or the countries face i do believe that 5g has that capability because of the sheer architecture and the sheer capability that is inbuilt into the into the 5g protocols on uh, managing power on managing the uh, dynamism uh, or the dynamic nature of how the networks can be managed and as we continue to build closed loop automation something that we as a company are very focused on uh, you know to to manage from build all the way to operate of a network it will just provide data in the hands of network engineers and that data will be able to help the network engineers to take those decisions uh, in a rather seamless fashion uh, from fault finding to trouble shooting to uh, predictably and cognitively try and go and avoid scenarios i think will be something that 5g architecture will enable no doubt about and in terms of tech mahindra's you know uh, posture as a company when it comes to focusing on sustainability is it very much tech led is that the approach you mentioned automation is is that is that the kind of path to sustainability uh, i mean uh, automation is clearly uh, right on top of uh, uh, of our focus the way we look at it is that the confluence of technologies that we are invested in and we continue to stay and try and stay ahead of the curve uh i think is our immense contribution besides education and educating our entire ecosystem from our associates to partners to supply chain to customers so one is clearly 5g two is 
I mean, we continue to play a very dominant role in integrating cloud because as we store and compute data uh, digitally, it does bring in tremendous, uh, you know, uh, waste management benefits across industries. And last but not the least, you use the word automation, but it is really data-driven, AI-driven, everything smart, whether it is smart factories, smart cities, smart uh, networks, uh, you know, or a smart hospital system. I think it's clearly uh, a contribution towards building a more growth-oriented and yet a sustainable agenda that we are driving. And we can't talk about sustainability in the future and everything without speaking about young people and particularly young talent in the industry. So, I mean, you've you've kind of seen it and done it all, uh, Manish. And, and if, what would you tell those people looking for a career in in this field, you know, whether it's with Tech Mahindra or otherwise, and um, in communications um, and 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 kind of the, this industry, what what would you tell them now? What do they need to be to be aware of to succeed? That's a great question, and I'm so happy you asked because uh, with lot of um, deep thinking last year in November, exactly a year ago, almost you know, almost a year ago we unveiled our key strategic bets and we added exactly for this reason, the word S, the letter S or the word sustainability to it. So what our message to our younger uh, engineers and younger associates who are already in the workforce or are looking to enter the workforce is to think that the world of, uh, of telecom and connectivity going forward, besides connectivity, besides the network capability, is also going to be about the ability to do high quality software engineering. So to, you know, I, I often joke with some of my colleagues that if Maslow's theory were to be rewritten for basic needs of humanity, it wouldn't just end at food, shelter, and clothing. It would be food, shelter, clothing, and software engineering, <laughs> right? And it is as basic as that. So it is the connectivity on the network. It is the engineering. Uh, it is clearly the new modern way of compute and storage, which is cloud. Uh, it is most importantly, think customer first, any customer, uh, whether it is my customer, my customer's customer, everything starts from there and then ends somewhere else, right? So, so think that. And last but not the least is to think uh, a, you know, a smarter way of building the solutions from a sustainability standpoint. So we call it CECES. I mean, these are the five letter, uh, five letters that we are trying to make it mainstream into what we want to tell our teams uh, and people who are looking to come and work with us in any capacity to think about. Uh, these are also the businesses that we are in, incidentally, uh, and um, and and we believe that we have, besides the the purpose of doing business, we have a core purpose as well to continue to build a sustainable world, and and I think we are very committed to that as a company. Yes, it's it's the digital infrastructure that might not necessarily be immediately apparent at, at the front front end of things, but is critical. Without it, we don't have it. I mean, I, I'll end with this, Manish. I'll ask you, how excited are you about the future at the moment? <laughs> very, very, very excited. Uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, and, and I'm very excited for one reason, that is there are too many problems to solve. So there is no time to sleep. I think we can continue to solve as many problems and yet we will have many more problems to solve. So, you know, uh, one should only have spring in the walk, a lot of positivity, a lot of uh, 
optimism and we'll continue to make this world a better place to live work and play Manish Fias thank you so much for being with us Thank you so much Mustafa appreciate it Well that's all we've got time for we'll thank our production team and you all for being with us do join us again next time